Greetings, fellow travelers. Welcome to the 79th level of the RPG Cave. I'm one of your hosts, the level 99 human persona user, Ryan Turford, and I'm joined for the very first time in a fortnight by the level 99 human persona user, Mr. Batsuwinski. Matt, how are you doing on this lovely, lovely Friday? Again, different day of the week to be doing the show, but I'm so excited to be doing the show with you today, my friend. Dude, when you message and you're like, I need somebody to fill in this week. Garrett is off doing things, being like a doctor and stuff. And I need to talk Persona. I was like, oh, my poor Friday. However, will I recover from talking about Persona with Ryan? I'm stoked to be here, dude. I'm, I'm ready to dig into this. Yeah. Th- thanks again for being here again. You know, it's one of those things where we both love Persona. We talked about like that was something we talked about a lot on the PlayStation Drive. Um, <laughs> and it was one of our, you know, overlapping franchises that you and I, I know that you and I both loved. Um, so I'm so happy to have you here to talk about it because of course it's an exciting week because Persona 3 and 4 are back in the world where people could actually play these games on consoles that actually work this time. Um, so I'm so happy that we can talk about that. But before we do all that, we got to do the rigmarole, of course. We got to clear the dungeon of these pesky mobs. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways you can do that. Number one, if you're watching the live stream right now, or at youtube.com slash carpool gaming. Or if you're watching the video on demand later, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and then ding, ding, ding. Don't forget to ring that notification bell to be notified whenever we go live with a live stream like this one, or whenever you put up new videos like the giant conversation with Brendan Myers about how to escape the Titanic while using mattresses apparently to float over the Atlantic Ocean. So go listen to that if you haven't watched that already on the YouTubes. Also, if you're listening on audio feeds, don't forget to subscribe to us there if you haven't subscribed already. And also rate us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And then also if you want This and other shows a little bit early or some exclusive, exclusive content over on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash carpool gaming. Throw a little tip in the old tip jar. Just like, you know, Brian Eck did, who rejoined the Patreon this week. Um, And also huge thank you to Bowza for upgrading to becoming a gold member. So huge thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. We love you so much. And last but not least, of course, if you want an RPG cave t-shirt or the main reason I'm bringing up the merch store as well is we have expiring merch that is coming off the sale at the, uh, off the store next week. Um, the mum, the Murford and Sean's shirt, um, is coming off the merch store as well as the, the holiday Bobby shirt. So if you do want those, head over to our merch store, bit.ly slash CPG merch. Well, without further ado, it is time to read from the sacred texts. And, uh, oh, there you go. That's a nice scroll. Peel. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Garrett and I, we go for the wide scroll, but I'm like, I, there's respect for the vertical scroll. I think. Right. I just, I, I practiced it all morning, especially for you. <laughs> God, that's where the show got derailed. All right, into the in the start of the show, but it's time to talk about Persona. So, of course, we've talked about Persona on the show before. Garrett and I, we did um, an episode just uh, as a big overview of the series, um, talking about each game individually, but not for too long. Um, and then we kind of did an episode talking about Persona Five. But we haven't ever really done a discussion about Persona 3 and 4. We talked about it again a little bit on the big Persona episode, but barely if at all. So I wanted to call in Matt today to talk about them, even though I don't think, Matt, and maybe this has changed since the last time we talked, I don't think you've played Persona 3 at all, right? Just Persona 4? The disrespect, Ryan. I played Persona 3 right after I played Persona 4. I literally played them back to back. 
Well, you know what? I, I'm old. I forget things, okay? That's just how life works, okay, Matt? <laughs> it's been a while, so clearly. But yeah, so we'll be talking about both of those games in, in a little more depth than than kind of the original league. But also, too, I think there's a lot of people that, you know, see these games coming to Switch and Xbox and, and PS5, and they want to know if they should jump in, if these are the points to jump into the series. And, and we'll certainly answer that question before this episode's over. Plus, we also have questions from the audience, so we'll get to those as well. So, of course, every episode of the RPG Cave starts with the fun facts, Matt. Of course, I got to bring a little bit of history to the, the show itself. So we're going we're gonna to start with Persona 3 um, as I you know shuffle my props on my lap here. <laughs> I love how you just your microphone. You're, you're getting comfy. So Persona 3, of course, this game right here originally launched in Japan on PlayStation 2 on July 13th, 2006, which, by the way, was the same year the PlayStation 3 came out. So this was actually a later <laughs> PlayStation 2 title. Um, and in fact, this uh, like Persona 3 didn't come out in North America until August 14th, 2007. So again, pretty much a year after the PlayStation 3 came out, this came out on PlayStation 2, when a lot of people were ready to just move on from PlayStation 2, which is interesting. And then there was actually this re-release right here that I'm holding in my hand called Persona 3 FES, which contained new content as well as kind of like an epilogue to the original game. Uh, it came out on April 22nd, 2008. And normally, like, if DLC was a big thing on the PlayStation 2 or as a thing that existed, this probably just would have been DLC for the game instead of like a full release. But... Obviously, with the play PlayStation 2 work, they had to do like kind of like a full release if they wanted to update it. And then, of course, it got a portable version on the PSP, uh, which hit on July 6th, 2010, which also was a later PSP release. And that game is stupidly expensive because it is very hard to find because they did not make enough copies of that game for the PlayStation Portable. But that also has two different routes. So he plays two different characters. We'll break down how that all works in a little bit when we talk about, you know, where you should start. Uh, with this franchise. But then, of course, following up by Persona 4 right here on the PlayStation 2, it originally launched in Japan on July 10th, 2008. And it was followed up a year later in North America on December 9th, 2008. So same, same year, but later, much later in the year. And then an enhanced edition that Matt, I think, is about to hold up. Persona 4 Golden launched on the PlayStation Vita on November 20th, 2012. But then it came eight years later to PC on June 13th, 2020. <laughs> and that of course takes us to today where earlier this week, both persona Four golden and persona three portable are now available on pretty much every console under the sun for everyone to be able to enjoy. So there you go. There's your brief history. As far as how these games came about, um, obviously we'll talk about more about how this came into it, but also it's, these are important games historical wise too, because the really, set up the, his, the the idea of where the Persona series was going um, and basically set up all the future games like Persona 5, for example. It's still kind of Persona 3 with a new coat of paint in a lot of ways. Um, yes, I know there's you know a lot more differences under the hood. Um, <laughs> but it, but the, again, all, a lot of the ideas for how modern Persona would look came from this, because if you go mm -hmm. back and play Persona 1 and 2, they are very different games from these games here. Um, but again, we've actually got a question about that a little bit later. So we'll we'll discuss that, that a little bit there. So Matt, I'm going to start with you because you say you play these games back to back. I want to know, 
when you played these games? Like, when did you get into Persona 3 and 4 in general? Like, how did you hear about it? How did you, what made you want to play these games in the first place? Because they were, it was really like, Persona was really a niche franchise for a long time. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to know your answer. Yeah, no. So for me, like, I kept hearing about how good Persona 4 Golden was on the Vita. Uh, I had picked up a Vita. Um, I did one of those uh, GameStop trade-ins where I traded in a whole bunch of stuff and got a Vita for like $5. And I was like, yep. Heck yeah. Um, And it wasn't the first game that I played. It probably wasn't even the first bunch, but I kept hearing, you know, Greg Miller and kind of funny talk about it. I kept hearing all this buzz. And like, if you look up any, you know, best games on Vita list, Persona 4 Golden will almost always be on there. So I was like, all right, I like JRPGs. Let me hop in and take a look. And Ryan, the rabbit hole that I went down with that game, I probably played them back in like, I would say 20. 13-ish would be my best guess, something okay. around there. Yeah, because um, again, Golden came out in 2012, so that would make sense exactly. timeline-wise. Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I picked it up uh, and just went down like a steep rabbit hole. I remember going on like a, a road trip with my family that summer, and like I am like incredibly prone to motion sickness, and I remember taking, and we were going down to Florida, so it's not like it was cold. Um, I, I remember sitting there putting like my sweater on top of me. So making like a little like, you know, tent for myself and then sitting there with the Vita underneath it, sweating profusely. But that's the only way that I could get around by playing in the car because of course we drove there. Um, And then I finished Persona 4 Golden. Like I remember there are certain moments in that game that like I had to just stop playing for a second. I had to put the game down and like digest what was going on. Um, It was the world. It was the characters. And like I've made this reference before, but I have never felt like a sense of longing to visit a digital place like that ever before. Like the source of like wanderlust of being like, I want to go back to Inaba and hang out with these characters again. Um, And I like immediately feel like as soon as I finished Persona 4 Golden, I was like, all right, hold on. Let me see if there is more that I can play on the Vita. Immediately picked up Persona 3 Portable and then went back to back and just ripped through Persona 3 Portable as well. um, And also really, really loved it. At that point, I tried to get a Persona 1 and 2. I own them both. They're both on my Vita. I don't think I played more than like an hour of Persona 1. Like it was a very, very hard departure from what I was used to with 3 and 4. And I just, I couldn't bite into it. And that's the thing, like I do want to go back and give those games another chance because I have heard that they are really, really good on their own right. It's just not the Persona that we're used to. And then of course, Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal multiple times. Like I I absolutely adored this series. Like there's one of the biggest reasons that I loved my Vita so much and championed it is just because of how fantastic of a time I had with Persona 4 Golden, so much so that it's probably my favorite game of all time. Um, But what about you, Ryan? Like what's your history on Persona? Because I'm curious to know your path into it. So it's actually very, very different from yours, but kind of in the same order, if it makes sense, because first of all, you know, I had heard a lot about Persona uh, 4 Golden from, you know, kind of funny in other places at the time, because um, I also I had got my PlayStation Vita day one. I was a day one PlayStation nice. Vita person. I got that OLED screen. I picked it up by, at my local real Canadian superstore in Thunder <laughs> Bay, Ontario um, at the time. And was very excited for the Vita. Um, so, of course, you know, I was eating up Vita games for, for whatever reason. I bought Persona 4 Golden um, when it came out because um, I heard so many good things about it from from reviews and stuff. Um, but I just never, ever played it. If that makes sense, because okay. like I just never had the the feeling because sometimes sometimes you kind of have to be in a mood to play a specific game. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're you're flooded with choices, with, which on the Vita, again, I was pl- playing a bunch of different stuff on Vita. Um, so like it just I just never was in the mood to play it. So I never got mm-hmm. it. So, you know, five years went by 
after I bought it. Cause again, I bought it when it came out into in 2012 um, and fa- fast forward to when persona five came out into to like 2017. Um, and that was even a game that, you know, I got it launch again. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I just randomly walked into a store, saw the collector's edition, just sitting there like two weeks after the game had come out. And I was like, Oh, clearly no one wants this. I will give this a good home <laughs> and bring this home with me. Despite the fact that, Honestly, I hadn't really even played these games before. Um, so I brought it home, brought home the collector's edition, opened it. And I was like, oh, these, there's some cool stuff in here. Um, but I'll, I, I maybe should try this game out because I've heard a lot of good things. Um, didn't play it either for seven more months, <laughs> basically until it was game of the year time, like in, in November of that year, because we were getting ready to talk, get, put together our game of the year show over at Game Moose, my original podcast show. Shout to Game Moose, by the way, and Drew McMillan, because um, we did that podcast for like five years. Uh, before joining, you know, carpool. And um, I, I was like, okay, I need to play people. A lot of people are talking about persona five for game of the year. Maybe I should try it since it's been sitting on my shelf for five months now. And I was, I was instantly hooked, you know, from the moment where we had all the anime cutscenes at the beginning to the RPG combat and everything like that. So I love persona five. I've talked about another shows before. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so then um I was like, okay, maybe I should also kind of branch out and maybe you play some of these other Persona games. Um, and, and you know, fast forward another two years, you know, before I even touched Persona 4. Um, but I play, I actually played it on PlayStation 2 first. So I didn't actually even play Persona 4 Golden. I still have not played Persona 4 Golden specifically. I've only played this PS2 copy that's sitting right here. That's it. I did not know that. I, I did not know that you actually haven't played Golden. I haven't played Golden specifically, but I have played the PS2 version, which, of course, very different from right. yeah, yeah. the Golden version. Because, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of upgrades and stuff, and it's longer. Yeah, there's the whole section with the skiing that I don't even, didn't, even, didn't even get to play. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's missing uh, post-PS2 version um, that I just haven't experienced yet. So um, I've been waiting for, you know, the right time to want to replay Persona 4, mm. but that just hasn't happened yet. Because, um, of course, the problem when I wanted to play Persona 4, the reason I played the PlayStation 2 version, even though I had it on Vita, was just I wanted to play it on my TV versus playing it on okay. on the Vita. Like, I didn't want to play it portably. So that's why I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just play it on PlayStation 2 because, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You know, how could, how different could it really be, Matt? But uh, turns out it's actually pretty different. So, um, so yeah, so I did that. Um, and then I wasn't even thinking about Persona 3 um, until the Persona dancing games came out, both per, for Persona 3 and then Persona 5. Um, so, I, of course, I picked up the bundle when those came out because, um, of course, I love rhythm games and I liked uh, Persona 4 Dancing on Light. Um, and with those games, um, like that was my first introduction to the music in Persona 3 um, and, and kind of the world and the characters for Persona 3, because I hadn't really been, you know, introduced to those characters at all in any other way. So I played those games like I went back. It's like, OK, I need to go back and play Persona 3. So once again, I didn't play Persona 3 Portable. I played Persona 3 FES on PlayStation 2, just like okay. I did with Persona 4 and loved it. It's actually probably my favorite Persona game now that I look back on things, which is just funny to think about, um, it, um, especially because it is even pretty different from from Royal or Persona 5. So, yeah, that's kind of my journey. It's a weirder journey than yours, I think, with Persona, where it wasn't like, you know, I wanted to play them all back to back to back, but I just 
I just never got around to it because other games, you know, came up and whatnot. But um, yeah, huh. I'll play. I'll play Persona Four Gold eventually. I think now that it's on, now that I can play it on, you know, my my TV or whatever. I think maybe it's time to finally play it at some point. But we'll see. I mean, this year is already pretty stacked, and Fire Emblem is literally out today. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see if there's even time for, for, for Spoken and then Dead Space or next week. So there's lots to do, Matt. But you need to play Persona 4 Gold. And Persona 3 Fez is actually the one that I'm I'm planning on going back to as well. Because I had never... I played Portable, obviously, when because I was playing it on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that like Fez is a much different experience compa- compared to P3P. Um, so like I, 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 we'll make a pact, Ryan. This year, I'll play Fez and you play Golden. What do you say? Okay. Sounds good. Pact made. Pact is enabled. There we go. I hit the button. Yes. It's official. That It goes side by side with our pizza bet, Matt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, yeah, I'll play Golden because I, I have a myriad of choices now to play it on. You know, it's on Game Pass, mm-hmm. um, but I do have it on PlayStation 5, so maybe I play it there. But we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited to play it again. Just like you better play FES because it, it, although that's going to be harder for you to go back to because, you know, you have to pull out your PlayStation 2 or your PlayStation 3 in order to play it. So what, what? Yeah, I Matt's, don't, have, Matt's to, got I don't have, I don't have to pull anything out, Ryan. Why is that? Oh, it's the steam deck. I, for, I always yeah. forget. I always forget that you have a steam deck, Matt. I love this thing, man. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's there. I mean, yeah. you know, just like a whole bunch of other things are there too. But exactly. uh, yeah, FES actually, it'll be nice because again, when you play portable and, and this is where we can kind of segue into what are some of the, some of the differences between the different versions of these games. Cause of course there's multiple re-releases of these. I mean, persona three has three different re-releases. Like which one should you start with? I actually think even though you get the female route in portable, which is nice, it's a good addition. I actually think FES is the best way to play Persona 3, because I have played Persona 3 Portable as well, um, because I wanted to see what the female ver- like female route would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, it does add some good improvements, like the ability to control your other characters or the ability to, you know, have male social links, which you couldn't do in the original game. Um, I think that it's still a much better experience on PlayStation 2 because you've got the anime cinematics there. Like, it's not a visual novel in the same way that the that persona four portable is because persona mm-hmm. four portable they took all the cinematics out but then described them with like flat you know jpeg backgrounds taken from the cinematics and as they kind of describe everything and it feels kind of weird when you play it now um versus when you actually play it in action on on playstation 2 not only that too but they also take a lot of the open world stuff out um yes don't get me wrong you can move mm-hmm. your mouse cursor around the school and then yep. tap on tap on other kids or you know mouse, move your mouse cursor around the mall and stuff but that's less fun than just walking around and exploring the city for yourself um and that's maybe why people had more of a connection to inaba in in persona 4 golden versus the city in persona 4 three because a lot of people played the portable version over fes so at that point then you're just i just don't feel like you're as connected to the location as if as if you could openly explore it yourself but what do you think matt i'm with you to an extent i just think that like the barrier to entry when it comes to fez is so hard like obviously like you have to have the old console you have to be able to find the older game um so i feel like for me p3p like i i've coming right after persona 4 golden like it took me a little bit to make that mental switch because like you mentioned, I was like, wait, I can't run around. And like, to me, I just thought that that's what persona three was. I didn't know that, you know, the, the PS2 version had the actual open world and have the ability to run around. Um, 
I just think in terms of ease of access, P3P is is totally a great way to play the game. What I'm really curious about is these, and like I'll, I'll get into slight rumors here, but there's a lot of rumors flying around that we are getting a Persona 3 remake. Um, so like I kind of wonder if anybody is hopping in on Game Pass now, um, you know, if or we you know on PlayStation or on Switch or wherever else you can buy it now because they're everywhere. Um, if maybe like saving p3 to see if there is going to be another way to play it because i do agree with you that i do think that like especially for a lot of people persona 5 was probably their first one who are now going back and kind of re, re you know re uh you know going through the series with three and four i would say probably go with four first and then three with p3p it's just it's a fantastic way to play the game and the trade-off for me was i found i focused so much more on the characters and the relationships between the characters because like like you mentioned, Inaba in Persona 4 feels like a character in its own right. Like it, it really does feel like a living, breathing world that you kind of you that you join in on. While Persona 3, I think the focus is so much more so on the characters and the story that like I quickly forgot about the lack of the open world. And you know, after a couple hours into the game, once it really grabs you. Um, so I think P3P is a totally great way to get to jump into the game. Um but I do wonder if we're going to have another way to experience the story that might be the definitive way to do so. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of that rumor, I'm going to bring in uh, the blandest of all explosions, Mr. Garrett Bland, who says, hi, first time writer, long time listener. You guys rock. <laughs> Question about this rumored Persona 3 remake. Do you believe this is actually true? And if so, when do you expect it to be released? And what are you guys hoping for in the remake? So, First of all, I'm 50-50 on this actually being true. I'm not 100% sold that this is what's coming next and not Persona 6. Because I don't think... Because the Persona team is small, and I don't think that they would you know, space themselves out to be able to do two of these at once. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, unless another studio is working on it outside of the Persona team, and maybe they're working in kind of collaboration with uh, the Persona team at Atlas. So that's why I'm like... 50 50 on this because i still think the next thing we get is persona 6 and then maybe they do a three remake after that um but i don't think they'd do it the other way around where they release persona 3 remake first and then persona 6 mm-hmm. um especially because it's been so long since persona 5 came out like we, we're taught we're waiting we're now on six years uh since persona 5 came out so i think it's about time for them to announce persona 6 is their next thing and if they they keep it going like if they they don't, they don't release it for another like three or four years. I mean, that, that just kind of feels bad a little bit. So I think I, that's why I'm like fifth, only 50, 50 on it, believing this is true. However, if it does get released, I think this is uh this is like a 2024 game. Maybe it comes out like, and it gets announced this year and releases in Japan this year and then comes out in, in classic Atlas style in North America sometime, you know, in the middle of next year or whatever. Um, but uh, I think that if it does come out, that's what's going to happen. But what do you think about this a rumor? Do you think it's actually real that we'll, this will actually happen? I know you, you and Court talked about it a little bit on the PlayStation Drive, but I'm curious. Yeah, no, I, I do think that it can be real. Like, like you mentioned, I'm not 100% sold that it is. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things flying around, a lot of rumors and reports that are possibly saying that Persona team might be switching engines from the proprietary Atlas engine to something like an Unreal Engine 4. Mm-hmm. So I could see this being like the Persona 3 being a good test bed to familiarize themselves with the engine and how to build on it and what to do with it. Because I do think Persona 3 is the one, 
if especially if you go back, the Persona series is so interesting across three, four, and five, just because each one of them genuinely has something that it does better than the others. And I don't think that there's a way to kind of split that up. So I hope Persona 3 is getting a full-out remake. And I I honor, I don't know, dude. I'm kind of bullish on that. I think if it's coming, I think it's coming this year. Yeah. I think like I think we'll probably get it towards the back half of the year, just because again, like you mentioned, with Persona 6, you'd have to assume that work has started on it. If not, you know, they're they're a decent way through. Um I you know, given like the whole you know, year of Persona, the, the anniversary that you and I were very, very excited about to, you know, end up being stuff like toothpaste. Yeah. I really do feel like there was something more there that they may backpedaled on because they just weren't ready. Like, because we we got kind of indication that Persona 6 would be an announcement when they first announced this thing at the beginning, right? They kind of said, you know, that we will be talking about the next chapter of the Persona series and that never happened. Yeah. So for me, what that kind of sounds like is, Persona 6 may, be, may not be as far along as we would like it to be, but I think that's why I do think bringing out a Persona 3 complete or a Persona 3 blue or whatever you'd want to call it is a good way to kind of mine the gap in between Persona 5 and what would be Persona 6 or Royal up to Persona 6. So in terms of what I want out of it, I would truly want just a complete edition that marries everything that we got in P3P with Persona 3 Fez. Give us the answer, which is like the DLC, like which is the extra chapter that, you know, that Fez allowed us to have. Give us the all the, you know, the the, the female route as well from P3P. I kind of want to see them take aspects of all of that and marry it into this one beautiful looking, you know, quality of life improved edition because I do think that that game can be something true. I think it is something truly special. And I think it actually could be made better with a, you know, completely overhauled, uh, you know, version of the game. So I do think it's real. I'm not 100% sold. I'd like it to be real. Um, just because, again, I think that's the one that needs it the most out of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I, I think we might hear about it, you know, in the first six months. And I actually think that Moving forward, I would be totally shocked if Persona wasn't a simultaneous worldwide release, which I think could add to the you know development times of why it's not why we haven't seen anything about it yet. I really do think that we are going to get a worldwide release day and date, whether that's for Persona Three or for Persona Six. I do think we're gonna that's going to start to be the norm. I I hope so because yeah we saw that with Shimigami Tensei that was their their first game that they did a worldwide release on exactly and, and then we saw that again um, when Thirteen Sentinels came to Switch um, that also happened as a worldwide release immediately after that as well so I think that you're right about them moving towards that um, but yeah like you're right like of of these games like Persona Four never probably needs another remake. At this point, I think it's probably good the way it is. Persona 5, yeah. please. Persona 5 doesn't need a remake, despite the fact that it came out the same year as Horizon Zero Dawn, which is getting a remake. Um, so I don't think that it needs a remake at all. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I think Persona 3 of all of the modern day Persona games, I think it deserves it the most. But I will throw a caveat out there. Honestly, I would be way more excited if they did a Persona 1 or a Persona 2 remake. Especially if they did a Persona 2 remake that combined the two games together into one game. Um, because what they did with that that game, Persona 2, is they released it in two different two different games. To, and it's basically supposed to be like one simultaneous experience as you go through them. But the problem with that is we got um, we only got the second chapter here in North America on PlayStation 1. And then <laughs> it, we had to wait until the PSP version to get the first chapter of like kind of like the the re-release of of Persona 2. Um, mm-hmm. But then we never got the second chapter for PlayStation Portable 
in North America that stayed in Japan only too. So it's like, it's so hard to go back to those games because there isn't a good way to do it that I would almost argue that it might actually, I almost wish it was those instead of Persona 3, but you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Like Persona 3 could be something really special if they if they do it right, where they combine all the stuff from Persona 3 Portable with the FES stuff, with the answer, and kind of bring it into this nice, modern, cohesive package, I think it would be incredible. Plus, you know, bringing that music up to, to you know, modern standards with, you know, the visuals from something like Persona 5, like, oh my God, I'm like, kind of like drooling the mouth just thinking about it. Like, I, I, I really want that to be a thing. I know, especially because Persona 3 is such like weird, like high school emo child when you're compared to the rest of them, right? Like it's it's such a different vibe. It's so very different than the modern day Personas. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious then, Ryan, because I think for them to bring back whether we would be Persona 1 or Persona 2 in a complete version, I think they would kind of have to add in the social systems from 3, 4, and 5. I don't think you could re-release those games today, given what Persona has become, Without those systems, I think you'd see a lot of a lot of people upset that those systems aren't in the game. So if those games were to re-release, would you want those social systems integrated in a way that, like, again, brings these games up to today's standard? Or do you think that they should be left untouched and brought just, you know, a glow up, a remake from the ground up in terms of the graphics and quality of life without adding that stuff in? Well, they're going to have to they would have to probably remake all the combat, too. Anyway, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. all, I think it would be like from a ground up kind of remake and and to be fair i also think whatever this persona 3 remake is you know assuming this this rumor is true um Mm. it sounds like it's going to be that type of remake with that game anyways it just it's one of those things where the social systems are already established in the original game so they can pull that over exactly but i would but from the sounds of it it sounds like they're going to retool the entire combat system they'll probably retool how tartarus works as well, like the the big dungeon that you go in in Persona Three, I imagine that's going to be very different because you have to remember in that game there aren't there aren't palaces you go to. You're basically you know racing against the clock to get to the top of Tartarus while also trying to while trying to beat out the different phases of the moon. That's how Persona Three works for folks that haven't played it. So um, it's already like a very different game, you know, structure wise. So um, I think they're going to probably change a lot about Persona Three with this remake, anyways to make it very different. So I think uh, in, in the same way that I think they would do the same kind of overhaul for persona one and two as well, especially cause like they, with the persona one and two re-releases, I don't know if you knew this, um, but they actually totally already redid all of the music from persona one and two from the PlayStation one to that one. They uh, created all new like animated cinematics for that, that I imagine they would either redo for, you know, a modern remake of them or they would, you know, um, port those over as well from from the PSP version. Um, so I think there is a lot more they can work with with the original games already. And then maybe putting True. the social aspects on top of that to then modernize it a little bit more, I think would probably be the best way to go with it. But no, I'm with you. We'll see. Again, that's hope that's something that I was really on my wish list, especially Persona 2, because I think because it for there's tons of people out there who have been asking for a persona game that doesn't involve high school students and is like adults. And yep. Persona 2 is adults at like a detective agency in a newspaper. Like, so it's it's very much like not, you know, the high school kind of setting that Persona is usually set in. So if you, I, I really think like that would also feel really refreshing to be a, bring a game like that back. Just like I'm hoping, you know, Persona 6 isn't 
isn't a high school game as well. Like, I hope that they change up the setting. Maybe it would be cool if they did something like college, uh, like college year students or again, like um, new people in the like the workforce or something like that. I think that would be really interesting for them to do. I'm with you. I'd like to see them leave the school stuff behind as well, just because I feel like that also gives them an opportunity. And like, it's, it's funny to say, you know, given it a more mature story, quote unquote, given what, you know, the themes and the things that we deal with across three, four and five are all quite adult, even though they are high school students, uh, you know, kind of dealing with these situations. But I'm with you. I'd like to see, I mean, like Yakuza seven with like a dragon is a proof in concept that like a game can have an older cast and still be incredible and sell incredibly well. So I, I would hope that persona six shakes that up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So Anyways, just circling back to where where this conversation <laughs> kind of started a little bit, um, we were we were then kind of recommending. So obviously, again, I think there's a lot of people listening to this who maybe only have played Persona 5. Um, where do we think that we should have them start then, Matt? Just to give our definitive, like, here's the line in the sand. If we were making a, sh- a YouTube short about this, where would we tell people they should start, Matt? I think they should start with Persona 4 Golden. I think it'll be an easier transition from 5 to 4, like from 5 Royal or from 5 to 4 Golden. Uh, just like we mentioned, like, you know, the, the open world being there, the ability to control your party, there's a lot there that I think would just make an easier transition. And then if you end up really liking 4 and you've already really liked 5, you will know that you can kind of stick through the older, you know, or the the less shiny parts of Persona 3, like you mentioned, just like with the more menu-based kind of, uh, you know, traversal and stuff. So I think once, if, if Persona 5 grabs you and Persona 4 Golden, like, really, really hooks you, I think it'll be an easier time to go back to 3 than it would be to hop into 3 and then go to 4 afterwards. So I would say go to 4 Golden next. But what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think... Again, it'd be different if the FES version was what was released instead of the portable version, because then I would actually be on the opposite side of the fence mm-hmm. and say that, because otherwise I think a lot of people wouldn't want to go back. Like it would probably feel more jarring to go back to an older game um, with mechanics that feel older um, to do it that way. But obviously I think it'll have a like a Persona 5 fans who got really into that game. I think it's just a tougher sell to jump into portable first. Yep. So you're right. I think Persona 4 Golden, probably the best place to start anyways. Plus, you know, it's awesome. Um, so I would say that's probably your better bet. And then jump into Persona 3 if you're really still feeling it afterwards. But maybe by the time you want to jump into Persona 3, maybe we get more information about this possible remake. Um, and then you can kind of hold up from there. Because I, I've already seen a lot of people saying, Matt, that they're waiting on Persona 3 Portable to not play it or not pull the trigger on it until we find out more about if this remake's actually a thing and that's this rumor is actually true. Um, but yeah, golden is probably where I'd say you should probably start first and go from there. Um, also I think we're both probably pretty comfortable with saying this as well, but you know, if you have game pass, honestly, just play them on Xbox. Cause I mean, the games play just fine on Xbox and they're on game pass. So you might as well play them there. If you have access to game pass rather than buying them outright. Um, although I actually think that they're priced pretty reasonably, like I was expecting them to be more, but, um, I think it's $50 for the bundle for both of them on PlayStation or PC. So if you want to buy them, there's definitely that option as well. Um, or on switch for, for, you know, God's sake, it's also there as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to shout out. Was that like I think Game Pass is a fantastic way to play it if you're looking to play these things on console. But like I really loved three and four on portable. So for me, if you have if you have a Steam Deck or if you have a Switch, like I I do think there's just something about playing P3P and P4G handheld that is just such a wonderful experience. Um, so I would even suggest like of course if you have Game Pass, 
save your money, play them there. Um, but I do think that like if you don't have Game Pass, I think a, the, you know the Switch is a great way to go. Yeah. And actually, you bring up a good point, too, because both of these particular versions were meant for portable devices like they were designed with that in mind where you can save any, anywhere versus the original versions where you couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's very they're very much designed to be played portably. So I think that makes a lot of sense anyways. But anyways, Matt, I think it is time. Let's let some of our friends into the cave with us because we have some more persona questions. So we're going to start with Darstredius who asks mandatory best waifu and husbando of confidence <laughs> and non-confidence. Feel free to let us know your choices because of course, apparently Ooh. it's the week of waifus here on carpool gaming where everyone the week of waifus. Apparently everyone is, is asking us all the waifu and husbando questions this week. Um, so first off from each game, since we've played both of them, Matt, do you have a, a like a husbando or a waifu from either of the persona games? That we talked about. Uh, I'm just pulling up the casts again because I I don't want to misspeak, right? You know, I All don't right. want to toss out then a wife or a husbando if I'm I'll, not ready. I'll to start call so you have time to think. So, okay. um, I mean, when 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 talking about you know the my social options, first of all, in for folks that didn't know, in the FES version of Persona Three, or if you play as the male protagonist in Persona Three Portable, um, you can only make again, social links with female characters and you have to romance everyone that you make a social link with. So unlike Persona 5, where it punishes you for trying to romance everyone, um, this game is just like, please date everyone because we want you to date everyone, apparently, because we apparently want this to be a thing. Um, but, you know, my my waifu from Persona 3 is very, very obvious. She's on the cover of the FES version. And that's Igis, of course. She's like an android that joins her party later in the game. Um, but she's awesome. And I love kind of ho- her whole character arc um, where she's trying to, you know, find find her own humanity and trying to become like more human. Um, so I just really like Igis's character arc um, and also just her as a character. I think she's really great. So she's my favorite from Persona 3. Uh, my, my runner up, though, is Yukari. I really like Yukari as well. Uh, you know, the just the sportsy kind of, you know, archer kind of character. Um, and then for, from Persona 4, I, this surprises a lot of people when I say this, but honestly, my favorite favorite character is Rise from that game. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's kind of like a spoiled little brat at times, but I also just really like her personality a lot. And again, same with I guess I kind of like her character arc as well, um, especially when you go into her palace and then you you might think one thing about her, but then her palace really explores her, her personality and how she wants to break out of her shell a little bit. So I just, I like her, her, her whole arc a lot. So I think that's why she became my favorite from, uh, from persona four. But what do you about you, Matt, now that you've had time to think I'm ready. Uh, yeah, no. So for, from persona three, in terms of a waifu, it has to be Mitsuru, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the, for so, like this like strong, powerful character that like, again, is, it just always presents such a tough front that like as you get to know her, you get to know her more and then you peel back the layers a little bit. I think she's an incredibly cool character. And like, again, she's smart. She's confident. She's she's really powerful in her in her own right. So I think she's amazing. Um, and in terms of Hasbando from Persona 3, it has to be Akihiko. 
Like I love the 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 pair of them and his whole like I'm I'm a I'm a punch everything I'm I'm a I'm hardcore like he's just so cool like he just kind of exudes this charisma while also you know as you get to know him and as you spend time with him you know again similarly get to learn a little bit more about what makes him tick um, and so sort of Persona Four uh, it's Re- uh, it's Rise as well I think she's such a cool character she's so bubbly she's so weird and like but there's an earnestness and an honesty to her that I just think like comes across even as you kind of, again, start to understand the personal person underneath the idol. Um, and then like in terms of uh, husbandos, I love Yosuke. I know he's, yeah, I know, I know him and, and uh, what's it called? Ryuji from Persona 5. People yeah. either really like him or really hate him. I love both of them. They're big goofballs. They're, they're good friends. They're honest. They're earnest. They're, they're just, I love them both. So for me, Yosuke from Persona 4 Golden is, he's so cool. I like him I, a lot. I'm more of a Teddy fan because I like the bear puns a lot. That's that's more that's more for me. That's what I'm all about with with uh, with husbandos and waifus or, or husbandos in, in Persona Four for sure. It's, it's definitely Teddy, especially when you see you know Teddy's evolved form. You know he's ve- yes. he's very adorable. So yes. I also you know I love all the people in the chat who say Chie, <laughs> both Lazala and Seth Sergal, and you know we've just Seth has even started a hashtag justice for Chie. Look, Chie is okay, but we really, say cool. so much better. Yeah, she is cool. She's fine. She exists. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I kind of I think I I think I actually uh you know it, like Yukiko a little bit more than Chie even. So Me I too. don't know. Chie is kind of a little bit lower on the totem pole. Um, but next up, the Muffin Mon, aka Kevin Ainsworth, asks the question: Which Persona game has the best soundtrack? This is gonna be a this is gonna be an argument here because the Persona games also have. Um, I'll have amazing soundtracks and it's really hard to pick this one, but I have my like answer ready to go because honestly, this is the part of the reason why I wanted to play the game in the first place. Persona 3 is my favorite soundtrack from the Persona series. It's actually, again, the reason that made me want to play it because I played, you know, Persona 3 dancing all night. I love the music so much. I was like, okay, I have to play this game. Um, And that's what made me want to play it. So I have like a special attachment to the music in persona three combined with the fact that i just like the 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 hip-hop kind of style soundtrack that it goes for um i especially like the fact that that lotus juice is on a lot of the tracks in in that one as well of course lotus juice like the 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 japanese rapper that's on that usually has like one or two songs on all the 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 soundtracks for the persona games but Mm -hmm. in particular like the tracks he does for persona 3 i really enjoy um and so i just like a lot of the music from persona 3 but that's not to say the other soundtracks are any slouch all of them are really good even kind of the the re-release soundtracks for persona 1 and 2 i also really like those a lot too um there's some really good beats especially from persona 2 eternal punishment um like that soundtrack is also really amazing but if i had to pick one soundtrack it's probably persona 3 um, and I would say the, the portable soundtrack is probably the one to go with because it has all the songs from the female route, which also has some, some really good bangers as well. But what, what about you, Matt? What do you think? This is so hard just because like, again, like I don't think you could pick a wrong answer here. I could totally see an argument for any one of the soundtracks. Um, I'm not usually one that focuses too much on soundtracks, even like, which might be surprising given how much I love music, but Persona 5 is the only one that I've gone back to over and over and over again to listen to the soundtrack a whole bunch of times. Like all the different renditions of like Last Surprise are just fantastic. And like, I love how, you know, how metal and how hardcore a lot of those songs get. Um, so for me, I think my favorite and the first one that jumped to mind was Persona 5, but I, I really don't think you can go wrong with any single one of them because they're all yeah. genuinely fantastic. 
Exactly. And that's that's the reason we have three different rhythm games based off the music from yep. these different games, because like the music's so good. Why? Why wouldn't you do that? So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would. Yeah, I think there's no real wrong answer here. There's so many good choices. And again, even like the remixes on the dance uh, like uh, games are also really good, too. Um, like, I love some of the renditions they do with some of the other ones, especially again, Lotus Juice getting involved with a lot of those, too. So, um, yeah, there's so many good, so many good Persona songs across all the soundtracks. I'm so glad, by the way, that they added up all the Spotify now, too, so I don't have to go hunt them, hunt for them. Mm-hmm. Although they still haven't added all of them. Like, we're still missing uh, some of the dancing soundtracks from from Spotify, and we're still missing uh, the soundtracks to Persona 1 and 2 on Spotify. But for the most part, they're all there, which is kind of nice. I'm and with then, Seth in the chat real quick. He says needs more BTS. 100% everything needs more BTS. If Perso- if BTS ever did a Persona collaboration, I would lose my freaking mind, Ryan. I would go absolutely ape all over. Just nuts. You know, Matt, I just want to throw it out there. When I was going through the Eaton Center a couple weeks ago to go look for clothes, um, I I walked by this BTS pop sh- pop-up shot that was mm-hmm. in the mall, and I was like, I instantly thought about you. I just want you to know that because excellent. You're the only person I know who is super into BTS. So I love that that was totaled there. But all right. Uh, last thing of the week before I kind of want to dive into something else before we sign off, because I, I forgot to talk about it earlier. This comes to us from uh, Zesby. I hope I pronounced that correctly. If not, please correct me in the chat or in the comments of this video. Um, have y'all played Persona 2, either one of them? And if so, do you like them? I heard they have some of the best stories in the series, but they lack the quality of life changes in recent games that makes them harder to back to than some. So obviously we talked about this a little bit, but I, I, we'll dive into this a little bit further. So I haven't played through both of them in their entirety but i've definitely started and played through the, uh, uh, quite a big chunk of persona 2 actually uh innocent sin on psp um i didn't want to get too much into you know persona 2 eternal punishment on playstation 1 without <laughs> finishing you know the first one first but obviously i tried it just to see what it even looked like on playstation 1 or what it even would would play like on playstation 1 and see how how different it would probably be and yeah i think uh persona 2 is really cool and again, like, I think the story is great from what I played of it. And the only reason I kind of fell off of it was um, because I didn't want to keep playing on my Vita, number one. And number two, it was just um, the quality of life features uh, are just too much of a, a hurdle, I think, for a lot of people really to go back to, especially if you're used to the modern Persona games. Like, it's it's really hard to go back to, oh, I can't control any of my party members. I hope yep. they use the correct attacks to get through combat through these really, really difficult combat encounters, which are even harder than the main games, which, again, aren't even that difficult, but they're different. I know that, that some people cite the difficulty as part of the reason why they're not, su- not super into Persona. And if you think those are hard, again, go back to play Persona 2 because those games and, and one because those games are really hard. They're like uh, Shin Megami Tensei the original kind of levels difficult. So, um, yeah, I think the stories are great, but they're just so hard to go back to, which is just which is why I think they need a remake. Whereas I know, obviously, you said you didn't touch these, right, Matt? Yeah, I, I tried to get into one and then just put it down. I do like again, because I hear I always hear about how good the stories are, especially in two. So I, I would like to give it another go to see if it'll grab me. Uh, because again, I, I just kind of want to know, Ryan. I want to know what these stories are like. Yeah, exactly. Well, before we go, Matt, there's one thing I wanted to bring up as well that I forgot to bring up. And that <laughs> is how these games kind of cross over with each other. Because one of the things that we know about a lot of the Persona games is they don't really cross over in any way. Like they're not, they, they exist in the same world, kind of. 
but they're not really interconnected. But these two games in particular, the reason I it also is good that they're kind of releasing simultaneously, but also we're talking about them here is they're also the most connected out of all the persona games. Um, for example, there's a section in persona four that you where you go and visit the high school, visit a high school on a trip and the high school you go visit is the high school from Persona 3. And then one of the social link characters that you have from Persona 3 is like the student council president and they take you on a tour of the school and everything like that. So like they're more connected together than just that. But also we have a couple crossovers between these as well, more mm-hmm. than Persona 5 even because we've got, of course, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax as well as Persona 4 Arena um, as well as the Persona Q games as well, which also bring characters from three and four together and then they usually go on adventures together as well um which is kind of interesting so have you played any of the crossover games as well i don't think we've ever talked about you know persona q or persona 4 arena before matt uh i played through a bunch of the original persona q ultimately fell off just because i'm not a huge fan of like the first person dungeon crawlers especially when you have to map out the entire floor plan and remember where things are um so i while i was really enjoying the story and seeing these characters interact just the gameplay wasn't my thing and similarly i've tried to get into arena and and ultimax before i picked up um you know ultimax when it re-released on pc last year yeah Um, well it came to it came to every platform so well every platform except xbox i would say yeah. So like, I, again, I tried, but again, fighting games are not always my thing. So like, I think again, the barrier to entry is a little bit higher there. Um, so I haven't spent too much time with the crossover games, but quickly to add on what you were saying, isn't there also a scene in Persona 4 where you actually see some of the characters from Persona 3 older? But yes. They're older, yes. Right? The, there is a scene with that as well. But yeah, I think, th- I think that's exclusive. I, I, the only reason why I'm not like 100% on remembering how that plays out is because I didn't, because I think that's only in the golden version. That's not in the original release. Okay. Which of course I haven't played. So, but I remember seeing like videos and screenshots of it, but yes. So those, those characters are there because they're the, the ones that survive anyways are the ones that you get to see. Um, because that's that's a thing in Persona 3 as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's one of the other ways they're kind of connected together. But uh, but th- that's interesting that you say that about fighting games, too, because I know again, fighting games aren't your thing, but that's kind of the worst part about it, because Persona 3, Are- Persona 4 Arena and Arena Ultimax are kind of like the epilogue to the Persona 3 story, as well as, you know, the kind of the the Persona 4 story as well, because it is totally a canon story. And it's, it's basically like, it, instead of doing a per- sequel to Persona 4 or a sequel to Persona 3, they just put put all the stuff they would put, all the story stuff they put in the sequel into Persona 4 Dancing All Night and then Persona 4 Arena and then Arena Ultimax, which is just interesting thing about so if you're not into those genres you're missing out on like so much of the story that happens afterwards and and how like and a lot of it of course crosses over with the persona 3 cast with with arena but even persona 4 dancing all night like its story is kind of like a canon continuation of persona 4 gold it picks up what right where the game can uh leaves off at mm-hmm. that point like one year later where the characters are actually like so happy to see each other again after they haven't seen each other in so long so Mm, I need to go back. I will. I'll give it another go because again, like I just, I want, I love existing in that world. So maybe I have to give it another shot. It might just be one of those things where, and I know some people do this with fighting games that have story. It it might be one of those things where you turn the difficulty all the way down to the minimum difficulty. And then you just, just play through the, the, the story kind of as is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it also introduces like really interesting new characters to persona that then have been referenced in other persona things 
So um, it's good. It, it's cool to to kind of get to know some more characters as well. Like there, there's um, like Laborus, for example, is one of the best new characters. She's kind of like the counterpart to to I guess where, where she's a, a different battle android um, that was kind of like an earlier production models. And and I love kind of learning her story arc as well. Like she's like a super interesting character. So and she only really exists in Persona Four Arena and Arena Ultimax, and then she comes she comes back in Persona Q Two, I believe, as well, which is interesting. So there you go. Mm. But anyways, I think that's going to kind of wrap up our conversation about Persona 3 and 4. But did you have any final thoughts before we we kind of round out the show today besides just telling people to play these games because they should absolutely play these games? I, I'm kind of curious, like one question for you, Ryan, as we round out, because for me, like when I think about 3, 4 and 5, it almost is like its own little trilogy inside, the, you know, the greater overall Persona universe. Because like for me, I do think 3 ultimately has the best story, 4 has the best cast and 5 is just kind of the best overall experience. I'd be curious if you agree. And again, like, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think you got a good a lot of good points there. I think. Yeah, because I love I think the story in Persona 3 is definitely my favorite of the three by far. Like, I think it, that's that's the, the main reason why it's my favorite of the three of them. Um, and then Persona 5 is definitely the best all around game. It yeah. definitely is the best combat of all three of the games. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let alone the ga- like the gameplay and even just exploring Tokyo is just I think it it's it was just so much more satisfying for me as someone who's, you know, visit Tokyo and get, been to yep. all those places. Like I actually fell in love with that more than Inaba in Persona 4, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, but only because it's tied to a real life place that I've explored. Like I've been to all the places you go to that in that game and seen all those things. And I'm like, Oh, I can't believe, couldn't believe how well they recreated all that stuff in a video game. So that's one of the things I love about per- Persona 5 more than the other games. Um, but yeah, like, and I think Persona 4 probably has, probably ha- to your point has the best cast. So like, I think, yeah, if you put in the kind of like the fire emblem weapon triangle yes. <laughs> of those three games, that that's, that's probably how I would kind of slice them all together. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just, I just think all three of these games are so special and they're so cool. And I'm, I'm glad that they're more, much more widely available now than they were before. So people have an opportunity to hop in and check them out. Yeah. Cause otherwise our, our other option would have been telling people on the PlayStation drive, Hey, boot up your PlayStation three and buy these games from the PlayStation three store before they eventually shut down the PlayStation three store at some point, because, Vita. They're, because they're still there. There's well, there's that too. You can play them on Vita as well. But, um, anyways, we got to get going. But before we go, Matt plugs go. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Silversoul. And of course, you can catch me every week on the PlayStation Drive where Court and I hang out and talk about all things PlayStation. And of course, our miniseries going on right now for The Last of Us. If you're watching the show, we break down each and every episode and give thoughts about what happens next week every Monday. So come check it out. Very nice, my friend. I still haven't had a chance to watch that episode yet, but I'm going to this weekend and I'm very excited to watch it. So then we'll go. I'll go listen to your episode to hear more about it. But as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming. You also find Garrett Bland on Twitter at Bland Explosion. Also go over there because he's posting vacation pictures because he's on vacation right now. So go over there, say hello to, of course, Mr. Garrett Bland. And of course, you can find us on podcast services around the globe. So for Matt Sawinski, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been the 79th level of the RPG Cave. Only 20 more levels till we hit level 99 and we're out. The RPG Caves Mana is powered by patrons over at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And we want to say thank you to all of our patrons, starting with our ultimate producers, Robbie Bobby Miller. You can please subscribe to Robbie Bobby Miller's Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller today. Trucker Sloth, 
Tony Baker from the Quest for Pixels podcast. Please subscribe to them over at youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels today. Jonathan Brown, the new album from PME called Video Game Boy is available now on Spotify and Apple Music. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Links are in the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ Kern, and our gold members, Anna, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, and Tim Pallon. Thank you all for all of your support, and if you're thinking of jumping on into the car with us, head over to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that's right for you.